it takes the village to make this community function. Dining services couldn't work without the aids on the units. Look at what we're doing right now. This is teamwork, the way that Aaron and I have been able to come together to tell our story. And especially through the pandemic that has never been more apparent than ever. In my 10 years here, the last two have been the epitome of teamwork. At Evergreen Retirement Community, we know that as our residents age, their world starts to narrow down and contract. Our mission at Evergreen is to help our residents open that world as they watch it and feel it expand. So with this podcast, we will be keeping you up to date on new developments, announcements for our staff, and highlights of the experiences of our residents as they connect, grow, and open up to the new. As we say at Evergreen, possibilities await. Let's go now to the stories from Evergreen podcast. Hello, everybody. It is MJ Durkin, and you have tuned into the very popular, the very famous, the sweeping across the nation podcast. It is called Stories from Evergreen, an exceptional place to work and live. We are really glad that you are here, and we've got some special guests today. Uh, They uh, are here to talk with us about the incredible values of Evergreen, the, uh, the spirit of Evergreen, the heart of Evergreen. We have Teresa Brockman and Aaron Sanders. Ladies, how are you today? Doing well, thank you. Really good, thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful place to live in Oshkosh. Yes? Sure is, absolutely. Things are really happening there, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, we were just voted one of the um, top 10 cities in the country to retire. So, um, <laughs> I know, right? Well, holy you smokes, know. like, uh, okay. There's yeah, going to be butter, more to butter come my on bread. That. That's awesome. <laughs> right. There will be more to come on that in a future podcast. But um, I was reading the article this morning, so I'm super excited. Um, I think we're like six or seven. Uh, little old Oshkosh, Wisconsin for places to retire. Oh. Who knew? Well, you know, who, who knows? It must be the, the vibrations emanating out of Evergreen that have drawn this amazing review. And uh, like I said, I've talked to all of you. Uh, MJ is drawn to Evergreen. I can't wait to retire there. Just sit in my chair and sit in the pontoon boat and watch people, you know, skinny dipping off the back end of the boat or, you know, you never know possibilities of waiting Evergreen. You know, my, my, my in-laws have a, have a group of folks that they go out on the boat and they say, we're not really skinny dippers. We jump off the boat. We're chunky dunkers. You know, oh, so Lord. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but they have a blast. So, um, so Aaron and Teresa, uh, and, and just so everybody knows, Teresa is a VP, the VP of marketing and Aaron is the VP of human resources. Did I get those right? Your titles, right? Ladies. That's correct. I know they don't yeah. mean that much at evergreen. Everybody helps out. Everybody does everything. It's uh, but I do like people to have a, a focal point. So we're going to talk about uh, the uh, the values of Evergreen, and I understand that there um, are basically uh, eight values uh, that um, uh, that that you talk about at Evergreen. I'm going to let you bring up the history of it, um, and um, and we might get to the eight values today. We may not, uh, but um, tell us a little bit about how the eight values were originated. Tell us the origin story of that. Um, so our values were created through um, a strategic planning initiative with our board of directors. Uh, so Evergreen is, you know, run very locally. We have a board of 18 
um, amazing professional community volunteers who help drive our organization. And every once in a while, we get together for these larger um, brainstorming and strategic planning uh, to help us really determine which direction the organization is going to go. Um, about 12 years ago, uh, the values were created. Um, and this wasn't the first time the organization had a set of values, but it was like just the opportunity at that point to really take a look um, and reestablish the values of the organization. And they did a beautiful job. They created these eight values. Um, they wrote these beautiful, eloquent statements about what they mean uh, to really emanate these things within the organization and how to infuse these things into our culture. Um, fast forward 10 years later, the environment's changed a bit, the culture's changed a bit. There's a lot of new people on staff and some of it was getting a little bit cumbersome to translate. While the definitions were very well written and very carefully crafted, um, it was hard to resonate with some of them. So about a year ago, the executive team came together and were like, you know, how can we really take these core values and infuse them into our organization so that everybody from the executive team all the way through the frontline caregivers can really understand on a day-to-day -day basis how we really live these values. They are not just words that are painted on a wall. They are not just descriptions that are, you know, plastered on these placards in everybody's offices. They actually have real meaning. Um, so we took the time and as a team created an I statement for each of the values. And that's a little bit more of what we'll talk about um, through the podcast. Excellent. Excellent. Aaron, any, any comments about how the, the, these, these values are really important, but they got a little, a little bit of muddiness, if you will, uh, uh, over the years? Well, uh, just to uh, a little more of the history was when um, Teresa and I actually co-facilitated an executive team retreat. And we had, we always have the executive team do some research. And what we were seeing, I know in, in some of the companies that I was looking at, and Teresa did too, and the other members, there were some had actually different values for their employees or these value statements. And we didn't like our values are good. So we didn't think that we needed anything different. We just needed these statements that helped employees with how they, how they work. Like what does this mean to them? Because the value statements I think do mean different things to our employees, to residents, to the community. So it made it more personal, I think, to employees, like this is how I show up and this is how I work here. And this is how we, this is, these are the things that drive all, our culture as a workplace. Right, well, uh, the, the, the values um, in, in essence give you a true North, right? Mm -hmm. they, they give you that place to head toward, like what are we all working toward? If we, if, if we don't have an ideology, uh, you know, just 300 people running around going, um, Hey, I'm a good nurse. Hey, I'm a good healthcare worker. Hey, I'm good at cleaning the pool. Uh, you know, I'm good at delivering the meals. I'm great at cooking, but, but you don't, you don't have an, an ideology where, uh, it, what does the ideology do? It, it helps you to make decisions, right. About the way that you're going to care for the residents, interact with your, uh, your coworkers, interact with the community. So, so I think that the, the values point us and they help us because all day long we're deciding 
What's the most important thing to do? What's, what do I have to do next? Time is, once you lose time, you lose time. It's irreplaceable. You, there's one thing you can't get back in this world's time. But when you lose time, you have to be saying all day long, how do we, uh, uh, you know, how, how do I um, determine what actions I'm going to take? So, so I love this. So, so let's, take, uh, let's take one of the values and explain to everybody, uh, Aaron, maybe uh, um, uh, you can take, a, uh, take one of them and, uh, and start and give us an idea of, of what, a, what a, a value looks like and then what the I statement started to look like. Sure. So I will, I'll take teamwork. Again, uh, a value that the board came up with and the words that they used to describe teamwork were working together for a common purpose. And then the I- Okay, so team, teamwork, working together for a common purpose. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, working together for a common purpose. Who couldn't sign on to that? Teresa, what do you, what do you want to say about that? I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> for the common purpose. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Right. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's write it on the plaque. <laughs> I pledge allegiance to teamwork at the retreat. Right at the executive retreat, which by the which by the way, anything that happens at the retreat stays at the retreat. Right. It's kind of like Vegas. Uh, so. <laughs> So, okay. So you're working together for a common purpose. So you wanted to make it stick more mm-hmm. and make it more uh, real. So you turned them into I statements. T- tell us why the I statements came about. Uh, well, I think working together for a common purpose. It's general, right? It's general. It could yeah. be. It could be interpreted in many ways. Right, and it, right. It's, it's just not as personal as an I statement is. Thank you. So what yes. does that mean? Right. You now, what does that mean that I do in my daily work? So our I statement for teamwork was I work with others to get the work done. And you would find that so many examples of that at Evergreen. We, you know, we have teams like the HR team and the marketing team and the nursing team and the leadership team and all those teams. But we also come together across departments to get work done for a common purpose, which is serving the residents, the community, the employees, the families, everyone that we serve. So I can walk around and say, I work with others to get the work done, meaning that I'm not, I'm not in a silo here. I'm not alone. I'm, I don't, you know, I don't attack projects, just, just me. Um, yeah. Other people I pull in for their expertise, their talents, um, you know, to their, their wisdom, their perspective. Them. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I started doing things without team members, I'd be creating a whole lot of messes <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> well, well, the, the fact is, is that, you know, look, I've used this word before in the podcast and I love this word. You, you've heard me say this. This is a campus. This is a, this is a neighborhood. This is a, this is a whole community. You're, you're not, you know, uh, the, you know, the staff is not 300 individuals to themselves. The residents aren't to themselves. I mean, you're all, you're hate to tell everybody you're symbiotically. <laughs> yeah. Who's connected. I, really, I think you nailed it with the word community MJ, just like it takes a village to raise a family. It takes the village to make this community function. Mm-hmm. You know, dining services couldn't work without the aids on the units. 
you know, marketing couldn't work with, look at what we're doing right now. This is teamwork. The way that Aaron and I have been able to come together to tell our story. Um, Mm -hmm. And especially through the pandemic that has never been more apparent um, than ever. In my 10 years here, the last two have been the epitome of teamwork. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, either uh, you know, they, you know, one of one of the uh, the the big management consultants out in the world, um, or maybe it was MJ Durkin said, "Teamwork makes the dream work." No, it wasn't me, but I stole that from somebody. But uh, at any rate, so, but I, I love the you know, I work with others. I think you, I think you really nailed it, Aaron, when you said so. It makes it really personal. It's not just a plaque on the wall. You know, I've seen in 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 my years in business, I've seen millions of mission statements. And I've seen millions of mission statements um, on a plaque somewhere buried uh, and nobody remembers what the mission statement was and it's not personal. Um, how do you, what do you do with the I statements? Do you, um, uh, do you, do you recite them? Do you pledge them? Do you write them on your hand? What do you, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you, <laughs> how do you reinforce the, uh, the I statements? I would say, and Teresa, you can chime in here too, that we're still working on that. They're, they're new. They're new good. to us. Okay, good. Um, mm-hmm. So we're still working on how we're integrating them into the culture and all the work that we do here. Hey, so. I got an idea. Let's do a podcast about the I statements and let's talk about them. So it reinforces them and there's repetition and they get back into the awareness of every, what do you think of that? <laughs> Perfect. I oh, love it. Oh, Brilliant. man. Yo. Brilliant. Imagine MJ Durkin saying the I statement. <laughs> <laughs> I work with others at Evergreen mm-hmm. to get the work done. Awesome. Awesome. Anything else to say on teamwork, Teresa? No, I think we've got it covered. Yeah. Yeah. We nailed it. You, you want to talk to us about uh, integrity, knowing that you're the one with the most integrity out of the three of us? <laughs> That's probably very true. <laughs> That's only because I'm an OCD perfectionist. So, you know, doing what I say I'm going to do is like, you, boy, you know, if you don't do it, you're, uh, you can't even sleep at night, you know? I can't. So if the, can't. if the shoes are touching in your closet, you can't got to oh, get up, got to put them one inch apart. I get it. No. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, so yeah. Lay, lay your, so go ahead. Lay your psychosis on us about, about integrity. <laughs> the, um, the board description again, beautiful and eloquent aligning thought, word, and deed, which I think is, is beautiful. Um, and then I think, how do I do that on a daily basis? It's, it's aligning a lot. How do I align it? Thought, word, deed, like what I'm thinking, what I'm saying, what I'm doing. So while beautiful to make it more human for everybody, uh, the executive team created, I correct my mistakes and follow through on what I say I'll do. Um, And I think there's two parts to that. The correcting mistakes in that, first of all, um, acknowledging and owning the fact that if something happens, um, you're not afraid to take responsibility. We are in a culture of, well, teamwork. So it's never just one person. We're all in this together. Um, So knowing that decisions are being made together, mistakes are also being made together. And for us to be able to come together as a group and say, okay, we own this here's what happened and we're going to correct it. That's huge. Um, so coming right out and saying that I correct my mistakes. I love that in the I statement. Um, and then following through on what I say I'll do. There's uh, a lot, 
of conversation between staff and residents on a daily basis, casual conversation, more structured conversation within committee meetings and um, residents council, but all of those interactions matter. So even if you're having, you know, a friendly conversation in, you know, a courtyard with a resident, you say, oh, I'm going to look into something or they point out um, a flower bed needs weeding, you know, following through on those kinds of things and making sure it gets to the right people. Um, that's what keeps our campus moving forward, um, staying on top of those kinds of things and, and doing what we say we're going to do um, and being true to those feelings. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, look, uh, in, in a community and, you know, to have to have uh, teamwork, to have symbiosis, um, everybody, there, there, there's a there's a word that I've talked to my family and my companies, the companies I've owned um, and, and is the word trust. And what I believe is I believe that people rise to the level of the trust. And like I never told my sons um, I never told them to not to drink. I never told them not to, to drive. I, I never said, uh, uh, you know, drive carefully. I never handed them the keys and said, here's all my rules. I would hand them the keys and say, I trust you. I trust you when you go out tonight. Uh, and it was only one time that my oldest son took the car and drove it 4,000 miles and um, didn't, didn't tell me what he was doing. But I, that one particular night, I didn't trust him and I did check the odometer. <laughs> 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 but it was only once. Uh, but, uh, but you make a really good point. When you honor your word, when you do what you say you're going to do, then uh, people can trust you. And trust is what needs to happen in this community because you've got residents, you've got the community, you've got the staff. And trust is once you can trust somebody, uh, then you can really have a really, um, a really cool uh, relationship. And, you know, and, and I also think the accountability I was talking to a CEO in upstate New York. They're a beverage, beverage distributing company. And he said, we have a thing in our company and we say, fail fast and fail forward. Mm -hmm. We don't, he says, we don't mind our folks failing, but right. we say fail fast. Like you say, correct the, I correct my mistakes. Look, the statement, the I statement, I correct my mistakes. <laughs> it, it implies that we are human and we will make mistakes. Absolutely. I, so, you know, so many people play so small, right? They play small because they're afraid to make a mistake. So I love this. I correct my mistakes. And what's the rest of the I statement? And follow through on what I say I will do. Wow. Honor your word. Do what you say you're going to do. People will trust you. And, uh, and that is, uh, that's very powerful. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, Aaron, uh, next one. Next one, I will take innovation. All right. So the statement for innovation, not the I statement. Um, it, the other statement is improving the president, the present, the president, improving the president. Yeah, we need that too, but keep, keep going. That's <laughs> <laughs> a whole other podcast. <laughs> We endorse no we endorse neither endorse nor oppose any causes here at the Evergreen no. Podcast. So let's start again. With, okay. with improve the present. <laughs> Improving the present and discovering the future. Mm, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That one's that one for me was probably one of the most 
uh, nebulous, kind of hard to grab ones. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, I think we took quite a bit of time on this one. Mm -hmm. And, and I also think we're, we're really, really good at this. Um, this is something that we, you don't have to, we don't try to do. It's just something that is ingrained in the work that we do. So the I statement is I look for and am open to better ways of doing things. Mm. Nice. Nice. Um, so improving the present and discovering the future. Now, here's something that occurs to me as I get to really know the heart and soul of Evergreen. Ken Arneson talked about this on podcast number one. By the way, if you haven't been to the podcast, go back to the other episodes. If you're staff, if you're the community, there's some great stuff on there. If you're looking for a job, totally get to the one that where Aaron talks about um, uh, about uh, the heart, the heart of a of a servant leader, uh, and and a, and, a, and a heart for service. But um, but but Ken said, you know, our job here is to keep building. Um, a better world for our residents, right? He said, as they get, as people age, their world narrows down. You're all tuned into, we want to make this, like when I did the, the, um, the, the interview with, with Sarah, you know, from the foundation, like everything she was talking about was discovering the future, improving the future, you know, I mean, improving the present, discovering the future, making things better and better, right? Mm -hmm. So, so I, I love this, you know, uh, improving the present. Any, anything to say about that, Teresa, improving the present, discovering the future? I, I really like in the I statement where it says I am open mm -hmm. to doing things in a different way. I think so many times we find ourselves um, on autopilot getting the tasks done because we have to check a box and get it done. But being aware enough to pause occasionally and say, could there be a better way? Can I be of service in a way that's more impactful, that's more efficient, that provides a higher quality? That, I think, is what makes innovation such an amazing piece of our organization because it truly takes a conscious effort to say, we can do this better. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Any, any uh, I, I have an example for you. Do, do either of you have an example of of improving the present and discovering the future? Well, of I course, but now I'm curious as to what yours is. Well, I know it's, that's called a, that's called a preframe in psychology. That's called a preframe. Get you ready you for what I've got coming. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a master of manipulation. So, uh, well, uh, look, let me, let me say to our, our whole audience, as we, as we start to come into land this plane a little bit, um, you know, um, Aaron received an email from our company talking about uh, the idea of using a podcast as a communication tool, you know, and she was open to, uh, to innovation. And she said, I'll meet with, with MJ and Corey, and I'll learn about this podcast. And the first time that Aaron and I met on zoom, we were like, uh, you know, she was like a sister from another mister to me. We were like, oh, man, let's go. We, we, I mean, like we named the podcast right away, Stories from Evergreen. Like it, it talk about being aligned and another, you know, being aligned in something. Um, but I, I want everybody to understand the reason that you're listening to this podcast right now is because the ethos of this organization 
is that they're open to they're open to new things. And this podcast is a very new and a very uh, unique and innovative method as a way to communicate with staff, with residents, with the community. Um, and you were very open. So, I mean, I, you know, kudos to you. I mean, you were, you were, you know, Teresa's smiling like, you know, and then, and then Aaron, and then Aaron said, you got to talk to Teresa about this. She needs mm. to, she's going to want to sink her teeth into it, but that's a good example, right? Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of the same thing in, in generally that we all come across things that may not necessarily be in our wheelhouse. And I had, you know, I was excited to go to Teresa and say, Hey, could we try this? And, uh, you know, everybody has ideas, even if it's not within their department. And I feel completely comfortable going anywhere and saying, Hey, I heard about this. What do you think about this? And people, you know, they don't give me the look like that's not yours to have, you know, like, why are you in here talking to me? This is my department. And you know, these are the things I'm responsible for. We all, I mean, I think I speak for many that we are open to better ways of doing things, even if it comes from someone else. Yeah. I completely well, agree. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, in the, in the interview that I did with, uh, with Rebecca, she is the manager of the, of the memory unit. She said to me, you know, I get to be creative all the time trying to figure out how to see things from the world of the residents that are struggling with memory issues. And, and my creativity is how can I get into their world and see it from their world instead of trying to always pull them back into my world and what I want them to do. I, I you know, I don't even know if she knows how, what a genius statement that was, mm -hmm. but it was really powerful. And she was like, this is because we asked the question on the previous podcast, what, how has the position, how has a career at Evergreen um, improved you as a person or helped you grow as a person? And she was like, well, I'm very, you know, with my, with my patients, I'm very innovative. Uh, and so it lives, I see it living, you know, living and breathing, um, through the organization. Um, I, you know, the good news about the good news and bad news about this podcast is we've got eight amazing values. Um, the bad news is we're not going to get to all of them. Mm -hmm. The good news is gives us more content for another podcast, <laughs> Perfect. Uh, unless we want to do a Joe Rogan esque four hour podcast and, um, you know, between Ken Arneson and I, probably the two of us could, if we were sitting around a, a fishing hole in the ice, I imagine we could do a four. Fairly confident hour. that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So Teresa, why don't you take us to, uh, uh, to number four and let's, uh, let's land this plane with that one. Absolutely. The fourth we'll talk about today is quality. Um, the statement the board created was excelling in all we do. And the executive team turned that to, I strive for excellence by giving attention to the details. Um, and I think that by giving attention to the details, it is really the little things that make experiences so magnificent. Um, you know, I was watching a TED talk about um, creating magic the other day. And this woman was describing her bakery and she has all these really fun, unique cookie flavors. And she said, it's not, the flavor of this, you know, what I, I can't even remember the name of the cookie. It's not the flavor of the cookie or the actual taste that makes it magical. It's the experience that's created when somebody gets to eat one of the cookies. Mm -hmm. And that's created in the environment that she created within her shop. It's created within the feeling that people get when they walk in the door. It's created in 
um, the delivery boxes and the stickers and the feeling, the emotion, the heart that she puts into what she does. It's the details that create the magic. Um, so I think when we strive for excellence and focusing on those little details, that's really what brings Evergreen to life. Nice, nice. Um, Aaron, any any thoughts on uh, uh, on striving for excellence by giving no. attention to detail? And Teresa did a fabulous job. <laughs> fabulous as the as she's already admitted to us she is by the by virtue of her psychosis she is <laughs> she does give attention to detail so yes. uh, that comes naturally to her but the the okay. i statements people like aaron and i have to run around and say this all the time we have <laughs> we have to say we have to say this all the time. i give attention to the details i give attention to the details <laughs> my son my son tyler went to give me a uh, and some in, in, like a bill to be paid or something like that. And, and he handed it to me and, uh, and I started to walk to my office to put it in. And my older son goes, Tyler, if you want that bill paid, don't let dad put it in his office. It'll never be, <laughs> it'll never be seen again. Give me that. Give me that bill. Know your strengths. <laughs> <laughs> know your strengths. Awesome. So, so the, the, the values at evergreen. So, so just, um, so talk to us a little bit about and like in your daily life uh, at Evergreen is just just a, a final statement or two. Like, um, how do these live out for how, how do these, Teresa, how do these live out for you? What are you what are you doing in your day at Evergreen? The way you're thinking about Evergreen? We're, we're talking about teamwork, integrity, quality, innovation. Just just give us a, a final put a cap on that for us. What do you sure. what, how does it how does it apply to you? I think for my team, a lot of it is about curiosity. Hmm. Um, in regards to teamwork, it's, you know, what can we do to make sure that what we're telling our prospects and new residents moving in is going to be, is going to come to fruition when they come here? How can we help make sure that maintenance and housekeeping and our housing coordinator helps create the experience that we're telling? So we have to get really curious with our teammates um, to make that happen. And that's also integrity. We need to make sure what we're saying is happening. Um, yeah. So again, being really curious and following through. Um, and that's innovation and quality are the same, you know, mm -hmm. making sure, is this the best way that it can be done? Is there a better way? Is this apartment the best place for this person? Or could this one over here be a better fit? Um, you know, are the, are the shades the right room darkening in this home? It's the detail of somebody has macular degeneration and there's a very busy countertop that's not going to be great for that person. So those details, getting really curious and always asking questions um, is a great way for my team and I to really, we live that every day. Well, I love it because, because you, you, you are um, with your team marketing, you have to know what you offer. You have to promise what you offer and then you have to deliver on what the heck you just offered, Absolutely. right? And uh, so I love that. So Aaron, thinking of, uh, of, of human resources and thinking of bringing people in for careers, building careers, um, I, I love the way that T Teresa did that. You know, with, with me and my team, this is what we strive to do. Can you mm -hmm. talk to us about from, a, from an HR perspective, how those, those values uh, um, go into your department? Sure. Well, I, I think that we are the first example of these values were the first people Con that first contact right yep the first people that candidates interact with so 
we get to role model these values. So if we make a mistake, we correct it. That, you know, if we're seeing processes that aren't working in the, it, as we're hiring, that we are working to, to make that a better experience for the candidate. And, you know, almost all new hires interact with each one of the HR team members for a different reason. Um, and they're, they're hearing all of our names as they get hired. You know, you'll meet with Aaron for benefits and Kendra or Ann will do new hire paperwork and we'll take you through this process. And so they're each getting, each new hire is just seeing that, seeing these values played out and how we're interacting with them. And then they can then go and do the same thing as they're working with residents or, you know, their coworkers, whoever they're working with when they start here. Yeah, I love it. It's a when you just as you started to say it, I I I was like, oh yeah, they're the first point of contact. There's this everybody's going to see teamwork, integrity, quality, and innovation uh, in in starting a conversation with Evergreen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, which by the way, um, so so uh, excellent, excellent job, ladies. Really, really great. Um, my by the way segue is. Um, if you are uh, looking for an exceptional place to work, um, you need to have a conversation with Ann and Kendra uh, with Aaron's department. Uh, and you'll, you'll get teamwork, integrity, quality, innovation, and four secret values, which we have not <laughs> revealed. The secret values are coming. They are the, the par excellence. They'll be coming in a future one. But can I make a recommendation? Go to uh, Oshkosh evergreenoshkosh.com, evergreenoshkosh.com, correct? Right. Go to that upper right-hand um, uh, label. It says careers, that tab. Um, fill out a, an application. Aaron, they don't have to um, go crazy with that, right? Give, us, give you their name, their email, a little bit of information, and you'd like to start a conversation with them. Yes. I love that. That's that's genius stuff. And you'll get to, and, and Ann and Kendra will... Uh, be able to start that conversation with you. Uh, and uh, I, I highly recommend that. Also, uh, lindenoaksoshkosh.com. Is that correct? L-I-N-D-E-N-O-A-K-S. Uh, lindenoaksoshkosh.com. See the pocket community, the pocket neighborhood. Uh, highly recommend you go there and certainly get to evergreenoshkosh.com to uh, see, all, see all the amazing things that are available there. So, uh, Teresa, Aaron, awesome job. Thank you. Really appreciate it. They're giving me the thumbs up for those of you who are not, who cannot see the video. Many of you won't. They're giving me the thumbs up sign. We're using the international sign language. And uh, thanks, everybody, for being here. Really appreciate you. Uh, remember to, uh, uh, if you're with the staff, remember to share these episodes um, uh, with your coworkers, uh, and, and let's get the buzz going uh, around the whole evergreen community that we've got this really cool podcast. Keep listening. Cause you're going to hear, uh, that your teammates on this podcast and hear some really cool stuff, some great stories. Uh, and, uh, thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you on the next episode of stories from evergreen. That concludes this episode of the Stories from Evergreen podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. Make sure you check back regularly for new episodes and get connected to the culture of our community where at Evergreen, you're always a kid to someone. We'll see you again on the next episode.